Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Obviously, it remains to be seen what happens with the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion. We'll see if indeed June 18th brings a, an announcement. But the, the way that this has been framed all along, at least in the context of Alberta and B.C., is that this is Alberta versus B.C. Alberta wants and needs the pipeline. B.C. doesn't want it, doesn't need it. Now, what's interesting, though, in this whole controversy around gas prices in B.C., I think there's a real opportunity to, to kind of change the conversation. That this can be a win-win, not just for Alberta and B.C., but for Canada. But at least in terms of helping people in B.C. understand why there's value to them in having this pipeline capacity, one look, need look no further than what's happening at the pumps. Gas prices in B.C. and the lower mainland in particular uh, have been off the charts as of late. Record-setting prices, prices of gasoline per liter closing in on $2, which just seems crazy. Now, one of the big reasons why that's happening is the challenge of getting supply into B.C., and in particular, the competition for space in the existing Trans Mountain Pipeline. And we do send gasoline, refined product, into B.C., but there's, not, there's only so much room on this existing pipeline, and there's a lot of competition for that capacity. There's problems in the Pacific Northwest, too, which is where B.C. gets a lot of gasoline. The Trans Mountain Expansion would add a considerable amount of capacity. And that would go a long way in helping supply and demand be more in balance in British Columbia. But in terms of explaining that, there's a real challenge because there are those who are throwing out other reasons for why the price of gas is what it is. BC's Premier John Horgan suggests that Alberta just needs to build more refineries. John Horgan has also suggested that uh, Alberta-based oil companies are gouging B.C. drivers. The Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, a B.C.-based think tank, is echoing that. Uh, suggesting that gouging is to blame here and suggesting that regulating price is what's needed. Well, joining us to talk a bit about those claims and what's really behind uh, the increase in gas prices in B.C. and how Trans Mountain factors into all of this. Very pleased to welcome to the program Blair King. He's been writing a lot about this lately. B.C.-based environmental scientist with a particular interest in energy policy. You can find him. Just Google a chemist in Langley. Blair, great to have you back with us here. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, it's and this is interesting because this is this is simple, yet it's complex, simple in the sense that that supply and demand, that's economics 101. But in terms of all the different factors and what's happening with the gasoline market in in B.C., it does get somewhat complex. Does it surprise you at all that, that we're seeing a lot of misrepresentation of what's going on here? Well, not really. There's a lot of confusion about the market, and that has a lot to do with the fact that it's not a very, uh, the information is not readily available. And so it's easy to find people who will make statements that are based on half information or just not all the entire uh, story. And in this case, we really see this with respect to gas prices out here. So let's let's talk about how BC gets its gasoline, or how the Lower Mainland in particular gets its gasoline. They're very reliant on Alberta, very reliant on the Pacific Northwest. Is that right? Well, we're utterly reliant on Alberta. Is the simplest way to put it. We 
refined, the only refined gasoline in British Columbia comes from crude oil that comes in the pipeline from Alberta. The vast majority of our gasoline comes from refined oil that comes through the pipeline from Alberta. And the remaining gasoline we use is is from the Puget Sound, which gets gas, uh, crude oil from a pipeline from Alberta. So we essentially have no second source other than Alberta when push comes to shove. And that district in the U.S., the northwest or the west coast, and they're facing supply challenges of their own, aren't they? Well, yeah, absolutely. We have a, the West Coast is an integrated market from Alaska to California, and we have a fixed amount of supply. This time of year, they are switching over from the winter to the summer blends, and there is just enough refining capacity to deal with all the, the needs. And if a refinery shuts down or a refinery needs to do work, we run out of supply because there's, we have bottlenecks. We have no, other source from the east other than the Trans Mountain Pipeline. And that existing pipeline does bring gasoline to, to BC. As you mentioned, it brings bitumen to, to Pacific Northwest refineries. Um, but it's, it's a pipeline that carries a mixture of different products. So how, how are those products competing for and securing that, that capacity? Well, the it's the Trans Mountain is a batched pipeline. It means it carries heavy heavy fuel like bitumen. It carries light crude, which is what's actually going to the Puget Sound, and it carries refined crude all at the same time. The more you put heavy material in, the less you can put of other materials. And oddly enough, because of the way the pipeline works, the more heavy material you put in, not only decreases by displacing demand, it actually is more viscous and it goes more slowly, so it reduces overall demand as, uh, or overall supply as well. As a consequence, if you put in more heavy fuel, you get less fuel coming out at the other end on a per, on a per day basis. So there, there's, there's definitely a premium attached then to, to putting gasoline in that pipeline and displacing those other products. Uh, there absolutely uh, well there sh- there could be the problem is that the the pipeline is governed by the national energy board the neb and the neb has a number of of differing priorities for the pipeline and the pipeline was built for a particular reason and it supplies shippers who have their own priorities and you can't just change the mix willy-nilly the you have to get NEB rulings and right now the NEB says that a certain amount of capacity is is reserved for heavy uh, heavy crude and that means that capacity is not available for light crude or for gasoline there was a comment from BC's Premier on Friday. He was asked about the idea of building more refineries in, in BC. He suggested that uh, it would be better to build them in Alberta. Uh, how would building refineries in Alberta without any additional pipeline capacity be of any use to BC? It would be of zero use to BC because the, it, we, all that new capacity would be built on the wrong side of the mountains for our pers- from our perspective. You, if you can't get enough gasoline in the existing pipe, having more gasoline at your end doesn't help. It's the pipe, it's the pipe between the two, uh, side, uh, two sides of the Rockies that matter. And if you don't make the pipe bigger, then you're just, you just will have a pileup of more refined material on your side. Right. Instead of a, an oil glut, we might have a gasoline glut in Alberta. Well, you you just finished spending billions of dollars building a new refinery to produce diesel, mm-hmm. uh, and we can't get a hold of it. So we are importing uh, about 15 
15,000 barrels a day of diesel from uh, the Puget Sound because there is not enough capacity to get all that extra diesel that you guys are producing across the mountains. So there's what, what's been referred to, and you refer to it as a, a scarcity premium that BC drivers are paying right now. Yes, there is. And it comes down to a, an economics term called the marginal source of supply. Basically, the price, is bi- the price of the product is based on the, the marginal supplier, the supplier who supplies the last bit. And if we can't get uh, lower price, we are paying a scarcity premium at our end because we just can't get enough gasoline over here. We have to pay more. And if you have to pay more to one, you end up paying more to all. That's just how the, that's how the market works. So when you got voices out there that are, are looking at Vancouver prices, looking at, say, Calgary prices, and, and suggesting that the gap is attributable to gouging, what do you make of that claim? Well, that ignores economics. The, the gap is due to the fact that there's a lack of supply here, and the, we pay the price, the, the scarcity premium, based on the lack of supply. This is the basics of supply and demand uh, economics 101. If you, don't have, if you don't have competition, then you don't get competitive prices. Right now, we don't have competition, and so we don't get competitive prices, and our price is set by the person who supplies us the last barrel of, uh, of oil. And the proposed solution to this is is to regulate the market. What, what what would be the consequence of that? Do you think? Well, you you can't regulate a market that you don't control. Uh, the, the you have two choices. You either regulate by reducing the demand by by rationing gasoline, or you regulate by saying we will make everyone pay all the time the highest marginal source of supply cost. Because if you say I'm not going to pay for that gasoline, then they'll send that gasoline to Oregon or California where they have other buyers who are willing to pay the price. The only way we get gasoline from the Puget Sound, that last little bit of supply, is by outbidding the Californians and the Oregons, or Oregonians for that gas. So if we say we won't pay the price, they'll turn around and give it to someone else. Right. So that might make the situation worse than it already is. Absolutely. If you say that I, if you, we have a 9,000 to 10,000 barrel a day shortfall, if you're short 10,000 barrels a day every day, eventually you run out. That's Mm -hmm. just how it works. Uh, I suppose what could also compound the problem, and maybe we hope it doesn't get to that, but uh, Alberta's incoming premier has mused about uh, turning off the taps, which shutting down the pipeline might be problematic. But getting back to what you talked about before in, in what's mandated for what has to go into this pipeline, could Alberta change the mix of the existing Trans Mountain Pipeline? Yeah, I've discussed that concept at my blog, and the the National Energy Board actually has an an allotment assigned to the Marine uh, Westbridge Marine Terminal that would that, if used, could allow Alberta to legally squeeze the pipe. They absolutely cannot shut down the pipe because the NEB and the the courts would turn around and rule that uh, illegal and that would be done. Mm -hmm. Uh, They could, however, by putting more heavy fuel in, squeeze the amount of light crude and refined that comes down the pipe and make it even harder on us. 
But is there a potential here maybe for a, a rethink in B.C. Uh, as, as it pertains to the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion? Because as, as we've talked about, there are limits on what we have right now with the existing Trans Mountain Pipeline. The Trans Mountain expansion would create all kinds of space for refined product to move into B.C. Does that kind of change the dynamics of this debate in your view? Well, you would think it would, except that we this type of information is not getting out. Uh, instead, we get stories like, like today's one that says that it's all about price, price gouging as opposed to looking at the basic fundamentals of supply and demand within our market. As long as the stories are being told that don't reflect reality, then you aren't going to change the needle at this end of the this end of the pipeline. The only way to get the needle to move over is to is to explain what the truth is. Is having people on both sides of the the Rockies saying this is the truth, explaining the truth, and and taking these activist talking points and shooting them down one after another. All right. Well, much more, as mentioned, a chemist in Langley.net. Blair, thank you so much for the insight on this. Really appreciate making some time for us here today. Thanks for having me on. All right. Take care. Blair King, environmental scientist based in Langley, B.C., a chemist in Langley.net. You want to read more from him. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.